Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours with JT. You know, the conversation that took place after the broadcast ended? Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. Today we're talking with our old pal Vic Clevenger. And um, one thing that you talked about in the show briefly, and I think is important, is knife skills. Um, when you're wrestling with a brisket, for example, and you've never done it before, and you can go on YouTube and find a hundred different videos in five seconds about how to trim a brisket. But they most of them will tell you what parts to cut and trim, but they don't really tell you how, meaning like hold mm-hmm. hold your knife like this, you know, push the knife away from you, pull it towards you like that. And I think that's so important, not just if you're in the competition world for the looks of things, but knife skills really also give a hint into how your dish is going to finish, whether it's a brisket or whether you're, uh, you know, cooking some pasta and making a puttanesque out of it or whatever. I think that's indicative of that. I wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah, I agree. I think your knife skills, first of all, what what I do for knife skills is I go to places. um, Food 52 has a, a great video with Jacques Pepin uh, on how to work with your knife. Gordon Ramsay has um, has videos on knife skills, so you can find. And I always go. There's no sense going to people I know. You know, I, I know everybody. Sure. But I want to go to the best guys. And although my buddies in the barbecue world are great barbecue cooks, they're not necessarily the best at knife skills. So I go to the chefs. So that's who I want to look to for um, for my to to grow my skills as a chef. And I think the more I know about um, my knives, the better I'm able to trim out that brisket. The better I'm able to um, trim out the pork fat and grab that money muscle. Sure. And just anything really, uh, whether it's a steak in a steak contest or whether it's the brisket at a barbecue contest or just in the backyard with my family um cooking out a brisket or whatever so so your knife skills are important so go to the go to the best guys and, and watch them um do do their knife skills and then transfer that over to how you're going to do that big piece of meat uh and you'll find nice videos on there on how to trim out brisket um by uh malcolm reed has some good ones um, but as far as your knife skills go, go to the chefs and learn your knife oh, skills yeah. and then transfer that over to your, to the barbecue. And you're going to have some of the best trimmed out meat ever. Yeah. Malcolm's got great videos on barbecue. I oh, think, I, I think he's kind of the king of the videos on barbecue. And one, 
aspect of it, but uh, and no buts about Malcolm. I'm just saying, but the knife skills, if you really want to learn and which knife is appropriate for what you're doing at the time, mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of that's one of the things a lot of people miss is they may have a big 10 inch chef knife, chef's knife, and they're just trying to dice up some tomatoes, you know? Exactly. And so you may not need that. You know, you may need a six inch, a little thinner blade and stuff. And so. Yeah, that's what I appreciate about the video I just watched from. Uh, and that's the reason I keep mentioning his name because I just watched his video on knife skills as I'm continuing to learn. Uh, he's, I basically use three knives, and it's a chef's knife, a, a paring knife, and a boning knife. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. That's, and I'm like, other than slicing my brisket, that's pretty much the only knives I use is, you know, when I'm trimming out or getting things ready or cooking, there's a paring knife, a boning knife and a chef's knife. Right. And it's, uh, so you find how to use those knives. Now the guy with him, he says, what about a bread knife? He said, well, he said, if your chef's knife sharp enough, you should be able to cut bread with it. And so, um, so I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. But it's, uh. It's pretty, uh, but it's having good knife skills. I mean, is essential if you're going to cook. Yeah, and it's also, um, I think that's very important. And I also think that um, one thing that, especially when people are starting, when they're working with seasonings, now you can call it rubs, you can call it a seasoning mixture, mm-hmm. you, you can call it whatever you want. I don't care. But I also, you know, and Meathead has done a great job on this in the science of the actual tissue of the meat versus the herbs. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a big, um, uh, marinade guy. I'm not, I, 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 I agree. You know, I've, I've done it lots of times in the past, but I finally kind of grew out of it because you're, you're really not getting that into the meat because it's, physically impossible for that to soak into the meat unless you want to poke a bunch of holes in your steak or whatever you're doing. Um, yeah, you get a card. That's what a lot of guys do anymore. Yeah. But I just don't, um, I'm not a big marinator guy. I am. I'm, I'm a big glaze guy at the end of the cook. Mm. I do that. Um, depending on who I'm cooking for, that's what I do. And well, if I want, if I want flavor in my meat, then I'm going to inject it. I ain't got time to sit around and marinate. Right. Right. But still that injection only goes so far, you know, you can, you have to inject it in multiple places to really get that flavor throughout your, your bites or your slices or whatever you're doing. But, um, and that's, that's perfectly fine. I mean, that works out great, but back to the seasoning part, I think people sometimes get either when they're starting, they either are very timid or they kind of go pardon the pun whole hog on the deal. And, you know, too timid. It's pretty light. It, the, you know, it'll taste fine, but it's not something you'll probably remember if you go whole hog and um, go a little crazy. Um, people are going to bite in there for expecting some, you know, brisket or pork or whatever you're cooking or steaks, and all they're going to taste is a bunch of black pepper. So, and if you like black pepper, yeah. that's fine. But you know, most people seek a balance in that. And that's one thing I liked about Aaron Franklin's. Uh, video that I watched and he did it years ago on just cooking a Texas brisket and we, we want to get all fancies and you know some of my sponsors some of the top rubs in the business and 
but he just basically from our restaurant, I have a salt and pepper mixture mm-hmm. and he shows it on his video. Of course, everybody's seen it and it's just, um, just salt and pepper and like salt and pepper is just basic, man. It's just, you want that on everything. The salt brings out the extra flavors, the pepper adds that little extra kick. It's just those two seasonings are the perfect seasonings. Uh, now you can get into variations of salt, you can get into variations of pepper, but those two seasonings will make any dish, um, will elevate any dish when you do it right. Now you can, like you said, you can do it, you can over pepper it and you can over salt it. Um, but by and large, that's, that's really all you need if you're going to cook something, especially at home or to family or, sure. or even a contest even. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm down with that. And I kind of take, you know, I'm older than Aaron, Aaron, so I had the formula before he did, but I don't have a famous restaurant. But I I will add a little garlic in that too, a little powdered yeah. garlic sometimes. And that's about the extent of my of my homemade rubs, you know. I can add stuff towards the end of the cook, you know, if I want a little sweet or something like that. Sometimes I use some honey powder, whatever. Mm-hmm. But most of the time that basic rub is just that good old fashioned Dalmatian rub, if you will. Exactly. And it works really good. Um, Vic, what's the one thing that you've not done? And I don't mean in competition. Let's put it this way. What's the Mm -hmm. one thing that you've not learned that you are aware of that you want to learn? Knife skills aside when, when cooking barbecue. Um. I haven't get my brisket right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I still, you know, it's us, we're, we're, we're our own worst critics. And to me, my, my brisket is not anywhere near where it should be. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm always working on that. Uh, but other things that, you know, I've, things I've not done um, that I want to do. Uh, I've not cooked on the, as far as barbecue goes uh, on the world championship level yet. Uh, that's one of the things I want to do. Other, you know, I've cooked with Boar's Night Out at Memphis in May, and we came in second um, in the world in whole hog. So that was quite the achievement. But I want to be able to cook, you know, my own barbecue team at, um, in a world championship. So that'd be one thing I want to do. But I got to elevate, elevate all my all my cooks. Now, on a personal level, um, a couple things that I want to do that I haven't done is um, I want to cook an iguana. I want to cook a python, and I want to cook an eel. And uh, I found a place to get me a live eel uh, at a Chinese restaurant, Where? a Chinese store. Aren't you lucky? Uh, yeah, isn't that great? And, I mean, I've done the alligator. I've done the octopus. I've done, done a lot of crazy things. But um, those are the, those are my my three that, uh, that, I want to, that I want to cook. And, you know, I just got to connect with somebody down in the Everglades to get my python. Uh, down Miami to get my iguana and my eel. I just go to store and buy one for twelve dollars a pound. So, you know, those are the things that that I want to that I want to do on a personal level, and I think it's fun to try different things because all these. What I like about the different things like that, like for us, it's crazy. Like, who wants to eat an eel? Who wants to eat a snake? Who wants to? But when you go to other parts of the world, oh yeah, that's their cuisine. Um, my daughter was in Peru and she came back and told me that part of their delicacies were guinea pigs. I'm like, guinea pigs? I said, we sell them in the pet stores here. But down in Peru, 
they eat that like we do chicken. Yep. And I'm like, huh. I yep. mean, they'd probably get upset with me if I went to, you know, Pet Smart and bought a guinea pig and I threw it on my smoker. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be above it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been in quite a few different parts of the world and eaten some stuff that, you know, it's not the Gordon Ramsay out in the jungle, you know, looking for red frog's eyes or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I've eaten some of their traditional fare and, mm -hmm. you know, it's different. It's edible for the most part. Um, Australia is really easy because, you know, they will have crocodile. They have huge, marvelous seafood places down oh, there yeah. in different different areas. You know, that's good. The Middle East, um, their version of a tenderloin steak, trust me, is not what we're used to. Um, I bet. That's a little different. A little camel there. You can have a little camel if you want. That's some kind of chewy stuff. Um, yeah. I've yeah. had horse. Yeah. I've had horse. Uh, I've had horse, too, actually. And even though I was raised on a horse ranch, that's not what we raised them for. But I did. Exactly. I did eat some horse one time and um, both here in the States and in Canada. And uh, um, it's a little different flavor is all. You know, to me, it was a little sweeter right. than beef, but uh, yeah, I know up in, in Iceland, they sell, um, they have a uh, whale and that kind of stuff on there. And I wouldn't mind doing some of that, uh, some seal or and, uh, just crazy things. And one of my favorite shows, we saw my shows in the other sh on the other show, um, was, um, Andrew Zimmerman's Bizarre Foods, right? where he went around the world and tasted the cuisines from other cultures. And when you, when you look at what other cultures eat, I mean, to us, it'd be like, Bleh. you know, we'd just puke our guts up to them. That's like, like they feel the same thing about us with, with, I don't know, chicken or whatever. Right. So it's crazy what other people eat. Some things I probably wouldn't try. Um, but by and large, if it's, if it's meat and it's been cooked, I'm down. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. Vic, thanks for uh, sticking around for the, Sure extra, thing, extra few minutes and uh, doing the after hours. I really appreciate it. Sure thing. JT, it was my pleasure, brother. It's always a pleasure, and we will certainly do it again. Folks, that's going to wrap it right. this week for After Hours. Um, don't forget, you can check out our website, Barbecue Nation. Uh, it's just bbqnation.com. Well, .com, JT is basically it. Or barbecuenationjt.com. <laughs> I'll get it right one of these days. Uh, and you can you can hear the rest of the shows, or you can go to any of the platforms, you know, Captivate, iTunes, all those guys. They're all on there, too. So um, we're not that far away from wherever they are. So until next week, take care, everybody. Go out there and cook something. Have some fun. Take care.